Hello and welcome back, or welcome if you're new. I guess you know, I can't assume that everybody's coming back. Maybe this is new. Maybe this is uh, you know part of the New Year's resolution is to find some podcast like this and just get down to it. But uh, whether you're new or whether you are a returning listener, we give you the same welcome. Everybody gets the same treatment around here. That's true. That's true. No favoritism. Yeah, that's right. Favoritism. I don't think we've done that one. Um, uh, I don't know. It's if one of my favorites. <laughs> well, uh, this today, this core, we're in core 43, if Home you can stretch. believe it. Yeah. I mean, like, this is really, you're coming right down to it here. And core 43 is God's will. And yeah, so we're that's so really. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's an easy one, you know, just. Oh, definitely. I, I was just right going to say, like, you know, with the with this winding down, it's 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 kind of sad. That's why this is coming out a day late. You know, we just didn't want to. Uh, we just don't want it to end. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's just you know, let it let it linger. That's right. And I say you're getting you're right. We're coming into the easy stuff, right? Just you know, God's will. Like yeah, no yeah, deal. exactly. You know what? I think it probably speaks enough for itself. So why don't we just close in a word of prayer and uh, this this will be it. Well, you know what's funny is that. It's you hear of, of God's will and you, and you want to discern it. And, and again, I think often uh, God's will is kind of thrown out there more in platitude form, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. well, you know, it just wasn't God's will or, right. or what have you. And uh, I don't, uh, you know, uh, we don't get the indication that actually that it is this super difficult thing to discern. Like it's this deep mystery that you have to have, you know, uh, two seminary degrees to uncover it's it's really uh i don't don't know if i can phrase it this way but hiding in plain sight yeah well the other thing that we do is we kind of disregard it as like kind of mundane details like we'll see you next week lord willing you know what i mean if if he desires to allow time to go on which i suppose is, is certainly inside of that but when we talk about discerning god's will that's not really what we're talking about no no i mean it's it's one of those things where I think that for the Christian, uh, and and even for the seeker, you know, you think, well, I'd like to have, uh, I'd like to be in line with God's will. I want to follow God's will in my life, and you know, the the question that that Mark Moore poses at the beginning of the chapter of Core Fifty Two is, can I know God's will for my life? And I like I love the way that he opens the chapter. Uh, it says the simple answer is yes. God is more interested to in revealing his will to you than you are to receiving it. Man, that hits, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does. But, and, and I think that you can hear that initially and you can be like, what do you mean? Like, like I want to know God's will. Mm -hmm. I want to follow God. Maybe, and maybe that's it. Maybe I want to know God's will. Maybe I don't want to follow God's will once I find out what it is. And that kind of brings us to the first uh, verse that we're going to meditate on today And that's from uh, the book of Isaiah, Mm. the prophet Isaiah in chapter six, verses nine and 10, it says, and he said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and are healed. Now you can hear that initially and you're like, Ooh, that is, that's rough. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's God. Like, man, that, that's does not sound like, doesn't sound like he's all that interested in, 
in me having his will. But you have to understand what's happening contextually here. Uh, Isaiah, his ministry, and who he's ministering to. That's right. Isaiah is going to this people. That's the interesting thing. Even I know I'm getting into preacher mode and we're talking about context. You know, we love the verse in Isaiah when he says, you know, after chapter six and all this stuff, he's like, and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. And we sing that out like, yes, here. And then we forget that after that, it's like, by the way, these are the people. They're not going to listen. They're not going to, they're not going to hear. Right. Like it's, that's, that's the way that it is. And again, the, the picture here again, is that like, I kind of talk about the difference between hearing and listening or, you know, like, like, see, like it says seeing and perceiving, but really what Isaiah is driving out here is, is the callous that they're hearing it. They're hearing it again and again and again, but they're not willing to take it in. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where, you know, your, your kids are watching TV or they're on their tablet, or just doing something else that is more interesting than their father, and you know you call to them, and it's usually like a, just like a regular thing that you would call to them. You know what I mean? Like time to come get in the tub, or or time for supper, or or go brush your teeth. And they've heard enough times, and they can tell that you're here. And I'll even say, I know you can hear me, right? Like I know that you hear the sound of my voice, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's dad. That's what he does sometimes. I'm still really more interested, frankly, in my will. Right. Uh, my kids are not like that. Uh, oh, my, that's really good. My kids have been parented to a point where they are very well behaved. Well, I can't wait. After the Core 52 is done, we'll just do a parenting thing then, and I can just bring you my problems, sure. and you can bring solutions. Yeah, I, I, the, the parenting podcast. Um, uh, no, of course. <laughs> that one will be called Unraveled. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, that was a, a bull-faced lie. Uh, no, I, I, I understand, because, again, you can holler your instructions, you know, and uh, it's interesting. Uh, my wife and I will do this where, you know, we'll call the kids and nothing, and you even say, I know you can hear me, nothing. And then in a lower volume, you go one, two, I'm coming, I'm coming. Right. Like, it's like, oh, now, now you can hear. Yes. Right? That, yeah, and and it's like, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's, that's what's happening here. And look, you know, maybe you're identifying with like, oh yeah, you know, like my kids are like that, or oh, I've done that uh, when I was a kid, but it stands to ask, is there an area where I'm doing that now? Mm-hmm. Right. Where, where God is, you know, I say like, Oh God, give me your will for this area of my life. Mm -hmm. And, but really I'm not open to receiving it. You know, maybe there is somebody trusted that has has said it or preached it into my life, or maybe there's even a verse that you could call to mind that kind of addresses it, but it's, it's not the answer I'm looking for. Right. See, what it really comes down to most of the time, it's not that we don't know what God's will is. It's a competition of wills, right? Mm. And I remember, I think it was Rick Warren that said this some years ago, and he was talking about going through the Lord's Prayer and the idea of God's kingdom and uh, and, and God's will, right? It's, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he said, we cannot pray your kingdom come until we first pray my kingdom go. Right. Right? That... In reality, it's that I, I don't want God's will to be done, if I'm being honest, right? Well, typically what it is, is I already have my will and my kingdom in mind. And so rather than going and praying, God, just show me your will. I'm praying that with earnest. Usually what it is, is 
Lord, please let this thing that I am already fully invested in work out. Like I've made the plan. I did the research. I've put the money in. I really, I'm going to come off looking really bad if this doesn't work out. If you could just make it happen, you know? And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's just backward. Right. Well, and again, and and look, this is a dangerous trap you can fall in even in ministry, especially in ministry. Oh yeah. Uh, Where, you know, you make your plans and then you invite God to bless them. Right. You, you, you have a, what a win looks like in mind. And then you ask God to put his weight behind your plan. And, uh, that's just, that's just not the Lord's agenda. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of times that like, like my plan and his plan are just like perfectly in sync. It's, it's just not all that often. Yeah. Like, like, I, I, and again, because we just, we can end up being, uh, you know, so self-focused. And when we have our eyes on self and not on Jesus, we're less discerning, right? And that kind of brings us to, to John 7. And this is Jesus speaking, John 7, 17. Uh, always makes me think of like Gary Johnson with a verse like that. He'd say, easy address, 717, John 717, easy address. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. And I love that because he takes the aspect of doing what is clearly the will of God, and that that is the pathway to discerning the will of God. Because we right. we tend to treat it like it's going to be like this, almost like a form of Gnosticism, like where it's going to be like this secret knowledge, right? right. And like, it's going to just like, because you're sitting out in the right place at the right time, and your heart, like, it's going to hit you like a bolt of lightning, like, and right. you know. It's like some sort of special res- revelation. Right, and like, you know, and I understand people are talking about then God said to me, and I you can deal with that however you need to. But like when I say like God's showing me something, I'm usually showing you chapter and verse. Right. That's also going along with what is happening in my life. And that this is because the thing is, is that like this idea, like I could say, Well, look, I was praying and God told me this. And you might say, well, I was praying and God told me this. And then someone else says, hey, the Bible doesn't say either one of those things. We're going to have to go with the Bible. We're going to have to go with the Bible, guy. Yeah, Bible wins. That's that. It's Bible wins. You know, you and I were talking about this a little while ago. And this is another Rick Warren thing. I don't know why he's on my mind today. Maybe pray for him today. Um, but I remember when we were doing 40 Days in the Word, you know, years ago. And he talked about this bumper sticker. And it says, you know, the Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. And he said, you know, I remember looking at that going, like, that's pretty good. Then I thought, you know what? That's actually not accurate. And that would kind of make you pause for a second. He said, really what it should say is, you know, Bible says it. That settles it. Whether I believe it or not. Yeah. You know? Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's, that's it. Yeah. And, and look, it's, it's interesting too, that, you know, it says if anyone if sorry, if anyone's will is to do God's will. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in order to do God's will, presumably first, you'd have to know God's will. Mm-hmm. And I think that therein lies that kind of barrier that Mark Moore talks about, right? That the more, the more that you do God's will, the more you will know God's will, right? It's, it's about yes. the road that you want to be on. And I think the idea is, and we've gone back to it, is like, there are things that we know that we're not doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are things that we do that we know are not inside of the will 
of God. And he says, you have to do what you know. This is Mark Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great quote. It could be a bumper sticker too. Yes, absolutely. You've got to I know the one. Do, you've got to do what you know to know what you don't. And, yes. and look, it's, it's, it's almost like that idea of like being faithful with a few things, mm-hmm. right? You, you have the parable of the talents and you know, the ones that, that put their talent to work, you know, you've been faithful to a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. And, you know, here God has given us, you know, this amount of clarity with his will and we're ignoring it. And then all of a sudden, you know, we hit, you know, big idea street or big decision street or, you know, calamity street whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, I need a word from the Lord. And, but you've, you, you've got your ears so packed with whatever it is that you've been using to ignore him. You can't discern what his will is. It, it makes me think too of, I don't, I, I wish I could cite the verse. I know it's in Psalms. Um, it might be in Psalm 119 where he says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. And the interesting thing about that isn't just the way that God's word illuminates, which it certainly does. And it certainly illuminates the will of God. I mean, more so than anything else even could. But the thing is about a lamp or or a light for your path is if you're using God's word as that, in order to be able to see what's next, you have to use the light that you have to take the next step. And then that, then more illuminates and then you take the next step, but that has to be the guiding light, you know, because a lot of times people are like, Oh, I just don't know. You know, uh, you ever hear, I know that you have, you ever hear somebody and they're, they're trying to make a decision, but really what they're trying to do is they're trying to rationalize, right? right? Like, like this is a, this would be an extreme example, but you know, like you, th- you think about talking to a guy and he's like, you know, it's just my marriage sucks. And I've got this coworker that I really get on with a lot better than my wife. And, uh, and I know like for the most part that God's not big on like divorce and stuff, but like, you know, I just don't know what to do because I feel like this isn't working and this would work really well. And I'm just, I'm really seeking the Lord. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Like that, that's not what you're doing. And you can put in any situation you want in there. Sure. And, and like, I can remember, I've told this story so many times I hear the echo of it, even when I don't say it, I can remember, talking to a kid in youth group and she was telling me about this situation. And as she was unfolding the story, it was so clear what needed to be done. Right. Right. And, and I knew her well enough that she knew. And so I'm just listening and I'm not interjecting, which is hard for me. And I just let her talk. And then when she was done saying, she's like, so I just don't know what to do. And I just looked at her and said, you know, a lot of times the right thing to do and the hardest thing to do are the same thing. And she just kind of went, yeah. See, for the most part, it isn't that we don't know. No. It's that we don't do. Well, look, and, and in those conversations, people will often say, they'll lay out their problem and then they'll say, and don't tell me to right solve the problem. Yeah, yes, that's right? right. And don't say this thing that give I me, know destroys my argument. Give me, give me another way out. And look, <laughs> like sometimes I think we just need to interrogate our will. As if anyone's will is to do God's will, mm-hmm. right? He will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking from my own authority. And again, I think that most of the conflict is when those wills butt heads and we know it. You know, you think about uh, going back in time to these conversations. I can remember uh, vividly a conversation I had in high school with a girl who was wanting to justify her 
uh, will, I guess, of sorts. Yes, um, I remember this. I know exactly the story. Yeah, that you I know. Made. I know that you do. And <laughs> and look, you know, I was in this like bizarre group in an English class that you were in mm-hmm. as well. And it was just quite a, it was quite a collection of characters. Oh, yes. Like, and nobody who really knew one another previous to this group at all. Like none of us had really crossed paths. And anyway, there was this, this girl who just randomly, like, this isn't in the middle of a broader conversation. She just knows that I'm a Christian. And so she turns to me and abruptly says, uh, I smoke pot and I don't think it's a sin. Do you think it's a sin? Or do you think that smoking pot is is okay? It doesn't say anything about it in the Bible. And it's like really given this argument for the ethics of her smoking pot at the age of, you know, 16, 17 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I just said to her, well, who are you trying to convince? Me or you? Yeah, and she, yeah. And she kind of goes, me, I guess. See, she she knew the answer. Yeah. Right? But she wanted... She wanted you know, somebody to say, yeah, you know, that's a perfectly good path for you at this juncture of your life. Right. And, uh, and I think for a lot of us, you know, what we're doing is we're, like you said before, I'm saying it in a very long way, we're seeking God's validation, not his will. Right. Right. And, we're and just it's the same for, with that conversation. I'm looking for your endorsement, your support. We're really just looking for a manager override. That's what we're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, I've got something here to till. I got to make it work. I just need somebody to come, yeah. like, punch in their code so this will just work out, right? Yeah. That's what we need. It's just a manager yeah. override. There's there's something to that. If only, man. This this podcast needs a manager override. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. Uh, let's let's move on to our next and final passage in Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, looking for God's will and listening to God's will and uh, discerning God's will. And again, it's just, it's really important for us to appreciate the source. Like if, if you're Absolutely. saying like, oh man, like I'm not, you know, I just feel like I need a word from the Lord and I haven't heard from him, you know, or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not, can't seem to, to get his involvement here. And it's like, you know, have you been in the word? Have you been praying? Probably not. Like these, like, you know, we, we said this in the, uh, in the last message, but like, you know, those are the Sunday school answers, but the Sunday school answers, cause they're true. Yeah. You know? And it's funny. Cause you think about that. Like I, I, uh, you know, going back to all the youth group days, but I can remember anytime talking with folks when they were talking about struggling the relationship with the Lord, those are the first two questions I always ask. And so, look, if you're listening and maybe you're just, you know, people are like, this is going to be a bit of a deterrent. And I always ask, all right, <laughs> tell me about your prayer life. Tell me about your reading life. Yeah. And if they stink, your spiritual life is also going to not be great. That's just well, the way that it is. And, and look at it here. I mean, like, it's like, it's like, oh, I did pray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, t- tell me about, tell me about this instance. Right. You know, Dear Lord. I would like help with this. P.S. This is the result I am looking for. P.S. Right. This is the timeline. Uh, that's, and, that's the other thing. Even, look, even the persistence. Sorry, you go ahead. Well that's, well, that's what I'm saying is like in the verse, it says we have not ceased to mm. pray. In first Thessalonians, it says first Thessalonians, it says pray without ceasing. And so like, you know, if I'm really seeking something like, 
you know, if I'm going to be like, oh, I really, really want to find this book that's on my bookshelf somewhere. Yeah, I can't find it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're, you're searching, if you're really desiring this, you're going to be persistent. You're going to pray without ceasing. And like, that's again, and there's the instruction that's right there in his word. Even look, even if you're praying for something other than God's will, like even if you actually are asking God for an outcome, okay, the persistence of seeking him in it is valuable. You know, like I, I know a lot of people in January, if you've restarted, you're reading the Bible through the year, maybe you've just recently gone through uh, Genesis and you come to the story of Isaac and Rebecca, right? And it talks about Rebecca being barren and then that she prayed. And it says that the Lord opened her womb and she gave birth to twins. We all know twins are the best. They make the best kinds of people. It's true. And, and so you might look at that and be like, man, I'd pray a lot more often if God answered my prayers like that. Except for when you look yeah. at the story, when you look at the verses more clearly, you see from the time when she cried out to the Lord to when, you know, Jacob and Esau were born, it's 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's not like, oh, and God prayed and then like all of a sudden like she got those, you know, first little like bits of morning sickness. Yeah. Like it's it's going and going again. Look, uh, just a little bit of honesty here, like through from about 2020 until like about 10 minutes ago, I'm just praying for discernment. And, and I'm praying it for, for a few years. And, and I'm not saying and I have gotten none overall. Like that's not what it is. But I keep going back and back and back saying God, like, make it clear to me. Like, show me the difference between, like, my thoughts and your thoughts. Like, yours are the high ones, mine are the low ones. And we and keep look, going again and again. And look, understand, too, that, like, it is God's desire that you would have yes. know and fill his will. Again, like mm-hmm. like we said off the top, he, he's got a way stronger desire for you to follow his will then you have to seek it. I promise yes. you. It's, it's not like that God is like, oh man, I my will, you know, like generally and specifically for you, right? Like I've got this will for your life. I got plans for your life. And man, if you could just like, guess what they are. Right. Here's here's the thing. You look, this is the Apostle Paul who like knows a few things about walking in the spirit. I think we would all agree. Okay. He says that we, he and his companions, Continually ask God to fill you, that's the Colossians, with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Now, it's safe to assume that if Paul prays it, it means that that's something that God can do, something that he will do, and something that he wants to do. It stands yeah. to reason that it's possible. It's not just like, well, there's just like nothing. You, you know, what, what can you kind of like when you said at the beginning of the this thing, it's like, well, you know, I guess just uh, the way we'll even put it, it just wasn't God's will, just wasn't in the cards. Like it's the same thing. Like it's like a, yeah. a game of poker where you just didn't hit the right card, right? It's like, well, just because yeah, yeah. it wasn't. And maybe it wasn't. Maybe sometimes that's true. But, you know, again, this idea that's just like, well, it just kind of works out how it works out. Paul prays for the Colossians to be filled with the knowledge of his will, which means that it's possible. Yeah. And look it, with all wisdom and understanding. And I, mm-hmm. I always think, you know, like I love the book of James. I love James chapter one. And it says, you know, that he gives generously wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
to those to to all without finding fault. Right? Yeah. If, if anyone lacks it, they should ask for it. That's right. And he gives it like, but, and how do you ask for it? You, you got to go to him and you, you mm-hmm. pray. And, and again, this is not this idea of like, it occurs to you, Lord, give me the wisdom. Amen. Like, yes. And, and look, you wouldn't accept that in a relationship. You know, you, you, you try that with your spouse mm-hmm. where, you know, don't listen to a word they say for, you know, weeks, months on end. And then all of a sudden want some input from them. That's not going to go well. None of not that gonna is going to go well. Yeah. So that's it, man. Yeah. Again, you know, God's will, it it's, it's big, it's important. Uh, but like 98% of it is, is not really a mystery at all. The way yeah. things, and look, it's, I don't want to like flippantly be like, yeah, well, if you don't know God's will, you just ain't spiritual. No, no, no. That's not what we're saying here. I'm just saying that there's a lot for us to know and do of God's will that he's laid out there for us. Now I do want to be very clear. There are, there's going to be things in this life that do not work out the way we want them to. Mm -hmm. And they are not going to work out well. And, and the outcome is not going to be anything you can look at and say, well, that pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there are things like that where we're not going to have the understanding that we wish we would this side of heaven. This is it. You know, we talked about transformation um, a week or so ago. And, you know, you got to remember that that's part of it is that w- if, when we allow the transformation, is that then you'll be able to, you know, discern his, his will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And the thing about it is that's the only way to be able to do it. And that's why the world looks at the things that we do sometimes and they don't get it and they shouldn't mm. get it because they say these things are discerned spiritually. Right. And that's it's right. also the same reason why us in the church should not look at the things that the world does. And this happens all the time in the church. We're like, I don't understand how they do that. I don't know how they, they don't, they don't have what you have. That's right. They don't know what you know. And so it'd be silly to expect them as someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit to try and discern things that are spiritually discerned. It makes no sense. No. And that's why what you do is foolishness to them. And if right. it's not, if the way you live isn't in some way, I don't mean being like that, like Captain Weirdo. We're not talking about that. But if some of the things that you do, the way that you operate, is not a bit of a head scratcher to the world. You might want to think about that. Well, look, because that's the thing is the world, we, we have this faith and then, you know, things of life happen, they fall apart. And then the world turns and says, why are you still hanging on to this curse God and die? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that, that he is good. He's in control. He gives and he takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And, Absolutely. you know, we still want to follow his will. So, and look, man, maybe, I know there's lots of things that you do that are head scratchers. So, I mean, I think you're onto something there. Most of my head scratching is due to a severe case of dandruff. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that puts the button on it. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We're we're so glad that you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little litchy in here, isn't it? 
And so today's episode uh, is brought know, to you by Head and Shoulders. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week we're just going to be by knees and toes. Um, <laughs> so, all right, we, we are have officially fully, unraveled. Yeah, we're fully unraveled. So I think it's time. Uh, I think it's time to pray. Thanks again right. for joining us. Let's do that. All right, Heavenly Father, we are we're grateful, Lord, that you've not left us in the dark. That your word is the lamp to our feet. It's the light to our path. Your your word is is a flashlight, Lord. Your your word is 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 sharp, uh, dividing joint and marrow, Lord. Your your word is just everything that we need that you've given to us. And so I pray that we wouldn't we wouldn't kind of chase down our own will and try and season it with yours, Lord, but that we would truly seek you. That we keep our eyes on you, and we do ask today, Lord, that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will according to the Spirit so that we might walk in it. And Lord, we're grateful for this day and another opportunity. We know your mercies are new every day. And so we do return thanks to you today, again, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Dan, and thank you to our listeners. And we will see you again next week, Lord willing. Lord willing. Until then.